Welcome to Hearts Unleashed, a personal and professional development podcast. We are raising the frequency of humanity through emotional intelligence. Life coach, best-selling author, and speaker Abigail Gazda interviews amazing humans from all industries, sharing inspiration and insight about thriving as your most authentic self. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Hello, hearts, and welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. Welcome back to the Money Mindset series. Michelle and I are so excited about these episodes, so thank you for joining us week after week to dive deeper into your money mindset, your money management, and your money mastery. I have to tell you, because it's on my mind, I'm having uh, an allergy attack, so I'm like stuffy, and if you can hear it, it's on my mind, so I'm moving it out of the way before we get started, but uh, I sound a little more different than usual. Uh, we're all right. It's going to be all right, but we are also going to roll with this podcast. And we are here to talk to you about money 101s. We're going to break it down a little bit more. We're going to, uh, this is going to be more like an educational episode. We're going to get into a few more logistics, talk about a few more effective strategies you can be taking and making and uh, and really dive in. And so I'm actually going to turn the beginning of this episode right over to Michelle because she's going to talk about getting support. And she is a great form of support. As I've talked about, she has helped me. So take it away, Michelle. Thanks, Abigail. Hey, everybody. Um, So I think we talked a little bit in the last episode about getting help. You know, sometimes we all need help with our money, Um, whether that's, you know, hiring a bookkeeper for your, your entrepreneur endeavor or getting a coach to help you with money. Um, You know, those are two things that I offer. And um, there's so many people out there that you can work with to help you with, you know, just getting your money straight, getting it under control. A lot of times, at least people that I've worked with come to me and they're almost afraid to show me what a mess things are. Um, You know, most of us in this industry, we've seen it all. I had a client who used to show up with a box full of receipts that were crumpled up and had dirt in them because he was in construction. So we've seen it all. So don't be afraid to hire somebody to help you. It will make things go a lot easier. And for the entrepreneurs out there, it'll allow you to focus on your business and what you're good at. Sometimes we need to turn the money over to somebody else who's good at that. I know that was kind of how things started with Abigail and I. She kind of came to me and handed over all of her money matters. And how did that feel, Abigail? Ooh, baby. It, uh, definitely like, you know, the embarrassment piece and afraid of what the turnout would be, like maybe what your opinion of it would be. But you were very helpful in the way that you're like, girlfriend, like, it's not that bad. You're not doing that bad. I have, I look at a lot of numbers and I see a lot of people in different positions. And so it gave me a sense of relief. And um, I wanted to add in what you said, you know, I think that a lot of us, not only embarrassment prevents us from getting help, but thinking we, you know, we can't afford much 
at those times. So we think we can't afford help either. And so um, you're a money coach. What do you say about, you know, I like creative solutions. Like I'm a coach, so I could exchange coaching or, you know, how, what, how, what sort of options or could you get started with someone more inexperienced that's more affordable? Like what sort of, you know, one is how can people start to get help in, in those free ways or cheap ways or affordable? And then like, what do you do? You know, I, I know the experience, but you know, for our listeners, what would it be like to get a money coach or a bookkeeper or financial advisor? It doesn't have to be super expensive and you can find people out there that are willing to trade services. It really just kind of depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for somebody who can do it all for you, like pay your bills and balance your checkbook and, you know, do everything for you, then sure, that's going to cost a little bit more. But maybe start small with somebody who just helps you set it up and then they teach you how to do it from there on. Um, But, you know, in almost every instance that I have found, entrepreneurs are good at what they are good at. And money people are good at the money stuff. And... As soon as you turn that over and really focus on what you're good at and let somebody else focus on what they're good at, it helps your money to grow, you know, because then you're focusing on your business and growing your business and um, it doesn't have to cost a lot. It really doesn't. I would say anywhere from, you know, maybe 50 to maybe $75 an hour for a bookkeeper and you could probably find somebody for less. And then a money coach, you know, Money coaching can start at a hundred dollars a session. You know, maybe you set up a phone call and and it's a hundred bucks, but sometimes that hundred bucks seems like so much, but what you gain from it is so much more valuable. So you gotta keep that into perspective and and but at the same time, if you're really struggling, then there's support out there. You know, like I said, there's great articles on Nerd Wallet or there's all kinds of how-tos that you can do it yourself. You don't have to hire somebody if it's just not in your budget at this point. So good. And so good. And and last week we mentioned the app Mint. And I feel like it's worth mentioning again in case this is someone's first episode of the series. But, you know, there's lots of free uh, options out there. And then we also mentioned like counseling services. There are nonprofits and such. And I remember, you know, at least calling some of them to start navigating. And now we're, you know, right there, it just pings my urge to mention the law of attraction. If you start investigating you'll meet who you're meant to meet. I did not find Michelle. And Michelle did not find me. We were acquainted by a dear friend. And I think it was so perfect and so beautiful because I was starting to put it out into the world that I I knew I needed to face my money situation and I needed to sort it out. And that looked like having a budget. And You know, you mentioned, Michelle, uh, twice now about as entrepreneurs, like we are good at something else. Like I am not interested, like, and I'm happy about my money situation now and I do feel more empowered, but like, I still don't want to balance the books. I still don't want to keep track of things. Like that's not my jam. And so I remember handing all of my money stuff right over to you because it was like, it was just like a mountain on my heart. 
And then there started to become this shift where, you know, I first gave you everything, all the passwords, all the logins, all the things. And we looked and it felt like standing in the middle of Times Square naked. And then, then that initial fear was over and we actually got into a money management conversation. You asked me, okay, gather all your numbers or gather all your documents, gather all your, get your numbers together. And you didn't leave me behind to do it or like send me off, right? I felt so surprised. Supported. And I love what you're saying about, you know, a bookkeeper does something different than uh, a money coach does something different than a tax accountant, right? And I think that, you know, knowing what you need is so important. And you were so helpful as far as like being a bookkeeper in that when we got started and being able to really just sit patiently. I think patience to me was the most, you know, and you guys, I definitely, 10 out of 10 recommend Michelle as a money coach because she's so emotionally supportive and financially supportive. But also you're gonna, I suggest interviewing multiple people. Get with who you're comfortable with. If you have a more masculine approach, if you have a more feminine approach, if you have a different preference, you know, and the more that you interview, the more you realize what you're looking for or not looking for. What do you have to say about that, Michelle? <laughs> well, that's just it. Uh, you brought up a really good point. And um, when people call to work with me, sometimes I don't have the space. And what I always tell them is that exact same thing. You're turning over your passwords, your you know, all of your banking information to this person. You need to find somebody that you trust and that you feel comfortable with. Listen to your gut when you're talking to whoever you're interviewing, because yeah, you're you're most likely going to have to turn it all over to them. And it's really important to find somebody that you trust because, you know, I've seen some crazy stuff when it comes to money. People get greedy and they do crazy things. So um, you got to be careful and hire somebody that you trust. Yeah, it can make a big difference. I love that. And when you use the word trust and it really made me think, because I, I do a lot of that work with in, in the coaching conversation, if you've listened to any episodes of the series, right? Like you hear me insisting or encouraging or promoting work with a professional. So when she says trust, my brain went to like family and friend trust. And it's like, that ain't it. That's not what she's talking about, right? Like, so we, cause we, we all have our own level of trust issues or broken promises, our jadedness. Like I can't trust anybody. The world's unsafe. Like, and there are examples of that. But when you work with a professional, because you are handing over passwords and logins and secret stuff and all the stuff that you keep to yourself. And so um, it really does have to be, you know, I'm at this point, like it's worth paying for paying for a professional to know I'm getting a professional's work and also work ethic, right? The ethics of money, the ethics of confidentiality, the ethics like within, within coaching too, is like, this is a private conversation. This is a service, not a favor. Is there anything you'd like to add to that piece of it, Michelle? I think that just, you know, that's exactly it. You're usually you're hiring a professional. And like for me, I have a lot of clients. And the one thing that I always promise is I will never talk to another client about your situation. I keep all of your stuff confidential. I feel like a doctor or a, you know, a coach, like you said, I keep all your secrets. I don't, I'm not, I don't go and tell the guy next door about, oh, this client that I have. It just, you know, that's what you get when you work with a professional. And it's important to find somebody that is a professional and that you can trust. 
For sure. And so as a professional, you know, working together, like I mentioned, you said, okay, go gather all your documents, find out everything you owe in everywhere and what the interest is. And I'm like, okay, right. And, you know, the work for me was to just log in and look and gather. And then the work for us was, you know, you put, you plug those numbers in, you were able to, you know, produce reports or things like that to really take a look because it was just so overwhelming. And then when we started to do that, you also helped me make a budget. So I think we, you know, it's really important to share this, like, it's time. It, we're in Money 101. It's time to dive into a budget and really talk about it because nobody wants to talk about a budget. I know. It's, it seems like, um, you know, a four-letter word. It should be a four-letter word instead of a six-letter word. <laughs> um, everybody hates the word budget, but, you know, a budget gives you freedom. Everybody thinks it puts shackles on you and doesn't allow you to spend, but it allows you to spend with intention and make your money work for you. And it allows you to see, you know, where the holes are. It, it allows you to see whether you need to cut spending or maybe you need to get a different job. You know, maybe you're not making enough or or maybe that side hustle can turn into your full-time thing faster than you thought. But the only way you know that is if you know your numbers and make a budget. Yeah. That's so good. In coaching, I say commitment is freeing. Most people think that choosing a career or committing to a person, a relationship, like, well, I'm I'm eliminating all my options. I don't want to pigeonhole myself. And it's like, "Eh, eh." it's not like that. Like when you truly decide and commit, you're just like, there's so much question, so much mystery comes off the table and you're just living the life that you've chosen. And I hear that when you talk about making a budget, like this is the life we choose to live. This is what's inside, like creating a structure for success is another way I'd really like to uh, emphasize that because when we, when we created that structure and I mentioned this in another um, episode, but I realized I was paying $2,200 a month in debt. And I was, I was just blindly making every minimum payment. And when we finally made that budget and I saw that it flipped everything and I started to really gamify my budget. Like it was the first time I ever, ever sort of kind of maybe had fun with money, right? Because I was like, all right, well, if I shave a little bit off of eating out, I could send it towards my car. Or if I, you know, only buy gas at Costco, you know, and not just be lazy and get it wherever, you know, there was these different ways or the, uh, that, that coffee maker example that we talked about, you know, like no more Starbucks. I'm going to spend eight bucks on this little machine and, and have free, you know, like not free coffee, but much, uh, a, a dollar a cup or less. But there was all of that about the budget was really about taking a really honest look. And the honest look was, you know, debt, but it was behaviors. It did bring up my relationship with money. It brought up my relationship with prosperity and savings. And so like, you can't really fudge numbers. Like we obviously statistics you can, like you can get statistics to say whatever you want. But if you are just looking at your patterning through uh, numbers, it tells a very different story than what comes out of your mouth. What do you, what do you see there? Well, what I see is, you know, about 80% of it is behavior. It really is. I mean, it's our behaviors that get us into trouble in the first place where we, you know, spend money on things that we know we shouldn't, but it's instant gratification. So, I mean, there's really not all that much to know about 
money. Like, I think people think, oh, I just don't know enough about it. Or it's, it's 80% of it is behavior. There's not all that much to teach you even about math. I mean, it's just, it's basic, basic math. It's really more about your behavior. And so once you start to, you know, budgeting takes a little while to get the hang of it. it they say it takes about three months to kind of get it right because you, you're constantly kind of tweaking it those first few months and then you kind of get the hang of it and it helps you see your behaviors. It helps you rein in those behaviors and it helps you to actually get rid of a lot of the anxiety that goes along with money. You know, it takes that anxiety away. Yeah, I'd love to jump in right there because um, so much of my anxiety was about where is my money going and where is it coming from? You know, and because when we first got together and did do all the numbers and you're like, do you know you made like 14K or, or, you know, it was like, there was this like really cool number that you showed me. And I was like, I did that. It didn't feel like that much came through or, you know, it was a really interesting experience that I was making one, making more than I thought. And I was being more frugal than I even thought or responsible. And so um, that was a really, that was also a really powerful shift because then it started to shift from like ignoring like, okay, Michelle, you take it all to, I really actually became interested. And that was a whole different, you know, reality because I remember the day we did like the bare bones budget. What is going out and what do I need to be making to cover what goes out so that I'm not incurring debt? And that number wasn't actually that high. I think it was like 3,000, between three and 4,000. And I'm thinking, the, okay, single woman, like balling on a budget is really how I felt. Like I am doing the best I can. I'm being the most responsible that I can. And I can make three to 4,000 in a month. Like I know I can do that. So when I actually knew the number I needed to hit, I hit it. I remember, go, go ahead, let's celebrate this. <laughs> well, I think that's exactly it too. I think with entrepreneurs, you know, our income is fluid. Like one month, it may be a lot and the next month, it may not be a lot. And so there's that uncertainty. And I think, yeah, once you have that number that you know you have to hit to, to cover all of your expenses for the month, it does, it, it becomes like this, oh, I can do that, no problem. And then you, next thing you know, you're hitting it every month or then you start hit, you know, going higher and high because you know what you need to do. When you don't have a budget, you're kind of flying by the seat of your pants. You have no idea what's needed to get by or to, to get all your bills paid each month. And I think it goes back to that law of attraction thing. I think once you know, it starts happening. It starts, it's, it's, I don't, I can't explain it. There's something, it's like you're putting a message out to the universe that you're paying attention and that you care about your money. And all of a sudden it just starts flowing. And it starts becoming easier. Yeah. And I, I like what you just said there. Like when you care about your money, your money cares about you. Period. It's true. Yeah. It, yeah. it really, I ask client after client about their relationship with money and they are like, oh, I never thought about that. Right. And I go, my favorite uh, exercise is I'll say, tell me how money makes you feel. Um, you know, how do you treat money how, and all of that? And they'll tell me all their complaints or beliefs or whatever. And I said, now, if you were in a relationship with someone called money, 
how would that relationship be going? Like, Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh my God, that person would leave me or this would be falling apart, right? Like, so it's this huge realization that we are not treating money respectfully or with care, carefully with care. And so if you care for it, it cares back. And I know that it's an inanimate object. I get that. It still has a frequency and like almost a level of intelligence, let's say, right? So when you, and, and then fitting inside of the budget talk is when you tell money what to do, it does it. If you vague goals, vague results, go ahead, share your, share your wisdom. It's it's so true. If you tell your money what to do, it goes and it does it. It's so true. It's so true. I can't. And that's what a budget does for you. It's you intentionally telling your money what you want it to do for you each month. And it's not to say there isn't any room in the budget for a fun night out or a new shirt or whatever. Those things can be budgeted in too, but it's done in a more structured way so that you know at the end of the day that all of the things that you care about are going to be taken care of. Yes. And it just eliminates that anxiety. Yes. And it does so much. And like, I think that people have lived in anxiety for so long that they don't realize there can be life without it. And so this is just one of those, the most, and, and I'll tell you what, guys, I went through every emotional breakthrough I could. I healed my relationships. I healed from divorce. Like I did all these other things. Like I even had business breakthroughs and I left money as the last breakthrough on the to-do list that, and then spirituality showed up after. And I was like, oh, I, I thought I could forget you too. And so like to have that money breakthrough sets everything else in motion. Like it's so beautiful. And it's back to commitment is freeing. When you tell your money what to do, it will do it. And you guys actually, um, as you're listening to this episode in the blog post on heartsunleashed.com, for this episode, you can register and download our budget form, our budget guide. Because like what Michelle was saying is self-care needs to be planned in that. A new t-shirt needs to be planned in there. Um, I know that for me on my budget, a massage every month is budgeted in. And then what was really cool is we started to budget in savings. And when I told my money to go there, it went there. And so I'm still paying off debt. I'm still adding to savings. I'm still hitting all my bills. I still have funny money. Like there, there, it will do what you tell it to do. But so we're going to offer you guys a downloadable budget form that you can follow, that you can join in on the movement. And if you're in the Money Mastery uh, course with us, which has launched on April 20th, so probably by the time you're listening, we just kicked off on Tuesday. We're having all sorts of fun, I'll tell you what, uh, and it is full. And so if you are interested in really getting into the nitty gritty about your budget and all and debt and everything, you can head over to abigailgazda.com or michelleschween.com to just apply for the wait list for the next time we launch off Money Mastery because it is a hot topic and we are going to keep teaching y'all about it. Michelle, would you love to add anything, make any invitations, anything there? No, I guess I would just go back and say, you know, a budget doesn't have to be a scary thing. And if you need help with it, there's people out there to help you. And you can find somebody local in your area to help you. It doesn't, money doesn't have to be a scary, anxiety producing thing. It can be fun and joyous and actually light you up. So I would love to get you all into that, get you to that point where you're loving money instead of being fearful of it. 
There was one thing you had said about the budget, which is in line with sticking to it. And that, you know, entrepreneurs, like our income is fluid. And then even as employees, like, you know, some different employees or structures, payment structures have like quarterly bonuses or, you know, where money, money comes in from family or wherever money might flow from when it's uh, unplanned or overage, let's say, right? I used to have so much fear with money that if I had had it, I'd spend it. If I had it, I'd throw it at debt. You know, it would go somewhere because I was so scared of it. (laughs) Or I didn't want the universe to take it away from me just because I had it. It's like, oh no, they're going to find me out. And so when you have a budget and sticking to it, let's say you know you have a $5,000 budget, a $10,000 budget a month, and then you're bringing in an extra two or 3,000. And all of a sudden, it's not like, that's when you buy your big screen TV, right? Or you, then you go do like a down payment on a car that just makes more debt, right? So Michelle, what would you like to say about that? Because I think you, you've helped me through some uh, impulsive yeah. behaviors. <laughs> I, well, I think that's a really common self-sabotaging kind of thing that people do. Um, a lot of people freak out when they see a balance in their in their checking account or, or their savings account or whatever, or extra money came in. They feel almost like they've got to get rid of it somehow. Um, I personally, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily understand it. I don't feel that way. I'm, I probably have the opposite tendencies. I want to hoard it and, you know, sock it away somewhere, but it is a very common thing that, oh, I've got a couple extra hundred dollars. So, you know, let's go spend it. A budget helps you to see where a good place to throw that money is per se. Like, you know, it shows you, oh, I've got this debt. And if I took that extra $200, man, I would actually knock out that that next debt that I have. It helps you. You have to know where you're at in order to know where to put your money. So, um, you know, there's just so many good things about having a budget. I can't say it enough. It's just, it's such an important part. And and having that inconsistent income, you know, there's ways to budget for that too. You can do, either you can do an average, you can figure out what your average income is, or you can budget for your lowest month. And then anything above that is gravy and you can throw at your debts. There's There's different ways to handle it where it doesn't have to be scary. Totally. As you know, we just, let's say our listeners, they're all amped up on it. They go download the new budget and they fill in those numbers. Do you have any, like, I want to say nitty gritty, you know, like budgeting tip and not budgeting tips, but like when we're filling out the budget, like, is there anything the average person might overlook or, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that there's anything, but I'm just, it's just coming to mind. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of times our subscriptions, you know, that are just automatic on our credit cards, you know, a lot of times we forget we're even paying for these subscriptions, especially now during the pandemic. I think a lot of the subscriptions, like we don't even use those things anymore because we're not driving in the car every day to work or whatever. You know, I think um, that's where taking a look at your numbers. And I mean, like, pulling out your credit card statements, maybe for the last three months, pull out your bank statements for the last three months and go through it with like, I pick out different highlighter pens and go, okay, these are the things that I think I could probably cancel. And maybe these are the things that I could downgrade. And maybe these are the things, hmm, maybe this I could actually bump up to the next subscription level and maybe it would actually save me money or those kinds of things. Like, I think you have to really get in the weeds with it 
and really almost go line by line of your statements and make notes. You know, these are the things I can cancel. These are the things I can downgrade. The other thing that people a lot of times don't realize is let's say you've had the same electric company for the last 10 years or whatever. Every once in a while, you can call them up and say, hey, what can you do to help me cut down on this electric bill? Is there some kind of program you can put me into? Or is there some kind of you know, new offer? If I, if I add phone to my cable um, bill, will it actually reduce my bill, my monthly bill, even though I don't even have a home phone? Things like that. You know, They want to keep you as a customer. And um, a lot of times you can ask to go to their, I think it's called like their retention department or whatever. There's a whole department there that just wants to keep you. So they're going to do whatever it takes. They're going to jump through whatever hoops to keep you giving them your money every month. So if they can get you into a different program, that'll save you two or three dollars. But two or three dollars a month over a year or two years, that adds up. So there's little things like that that you can do, little tweaks that you can make here and there. Maybe a few dollars here, a few dollars there doesn't seem like a lot to you. But if you add it up over a year, it can really add up. I can attest to that because I, it's automated mostly. Having Starbucks app on my phone, I can just reload it whenever. like Because I'm usually not paying attention, so I'm standing at the at the register when I go to pay and it's down to like 20 cents. So I add another 25 bucks, but sometimes that's 25 bucks a week or 25 bucks a month or you know what I mean? And it, and without ever adding that up to see that I spend a thousand dollars on Starbucks drinks a year is like, Oh, is that really necessary? <laughs> and isn't that just it? Like you have to stop yourself. I think that's Okay, so that's why it's so important to know your numbers. You add all that stuff up and then you look and you see, oh my gosh, I spend $1,000 on Starbucks every year. That's why this work is so important because I think, yeah, so much of the time we just go about our business and you know, pay for things here and there and we don't actually stop and go, wait a minute, how much does this add up to for the whole year? And again, it kind of goes back to your $2,200 towards debt every month. Once you finally realize that, that's when it ignites something in you and makes you want to to stick with a budget or make the change that you need to make yeah. to maybe hit your goals. Um, yeah. When you start to see, I spend a thousand dollars every year at Starbucks. What else could I be doing with a thousand dollars? Maybe that's a thousand dollars less in debt. You would be. The initial part of looking at your numbers is so scary and so anxiety-inducing, and I get that. I really do. But I tell you, you got to rip off the Band-Aid and take a hard, long look. It's probably a lot like the mirror work that you have your clients do Mm -hmm. in your coaching. You got to take a long, hard look and decide to live a different way so that eventually you'll be able to live debt-free and think of all the things that you can do with the money that you're putting towards debt every month. I'm like right at the tail end of a lot of debt and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like I walk and talk different. I can make a sale different, right? Because I I remember there were times where like the sale was gas and groceries, right? Like it was a bill or not, you know, and it's not that way anymore. And so it's like a whole different relationship with money. I truly feel empowered. I like love it and I play games with it and I talk to it and I talk to myself different and I I love myself. And, And mostly it's gratitude. 
um, you know, gratitude for the blessings, of course, but gratitude for the willingness to move beyond anxiety or fear or avoidance to no longer be consumed or be a victim of the money game, as opposed to just like playing and winning and having a lot of fun. And so um, you guys, oh, go ahead, go ahead, share. You're a master. You're a master of your money. Yeah, right. Master down. You're yeah. no long. It's no longer the master of you. You are the master of it. Yes. And yeah. I gotta tell you, you guys, when I first met Abigail, I hope it's okay that I share this, but she was vibrating with anxiety about her money. Like you could almost feel it or touch it. It was so heavy on her heart. And since we've been working together, that's the one thing I really have noticed about you is there's now this like calm sense about you. When we talk about money, there's no more of that vibration. I mean, you were literally vibrating when we first started talking about you. And all that's changed. I don't think it was a good vibration either. It's a <laughs> repelling one, right? Like, a, or like, are, honey, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, you're right. And I, I love, I appreciate that you said like, there's a calm about you now because I think that everybody wants that, that calm, that relief to finally just relax. And like, it really is available. And you're like, hearts unleashed. Like you're such good humans. You are such good humans. Give yourself the gift of just getting to be you by managing what there is to manage. And in terms of the podcast and and the work is like, this is that integrity pillar. This is being in integrity, handling what there is to handle and being like responsible for the quality and direction of your life. And you will, not only will you be a money master, you're going to be the master of yourself, of your internal environment, of your external environment. Like it can be chaos outside of you, but you know, you're at peace and that's money mastery. That's just, again, self mastery. And we are certainly going to be talking about money mastery next week. We are mastering money in the money mastery course. So you guys, if this is serving you, obviously please share it. Please go register for the wait list, go sign up, go check it out, go learn a little bit more, reach out to us. You can reach out to us individually, uh, michelleschween.com, abigailgazza.com. We both have contact pages. So if you would love some one-on-one support and you're like, I can't wait, I can't wait for the next course. I just need to talk to somebody. We're doing discovery calls. We're helping. She's a money coach. I'm a life coach. We are here for your success. We are here for your self-mastery and we are here for your money mastery. Michelle, is there anything you'd like to say as we part today? No, I I guess um, you pretty much said it all, but I think, um, you know, once you master your money, it has impacts on every other part of your life. It has impacts on your relationships with others, um, has impacts on your kids. Um, You know, it just, it trickles down and it has lasting impacts on every other aspect of your life. So um, it's worth taking the time to do the work. I appreciate you saying it that way in this podcast because you know, with the coaching work, we talk about breaking generational patterns, healing our lineage. And often 
that healing work is around money. And so um, I just think it's so important. I think it's so valuable. And thank you for being here to offer that with us and help me help them help us explain what money is and how to budget it and all the things. And you guys, next week for the last episode of the Money Mindset series, it is all about money mastery. So we're going to talk about winning with money. So be sure to join us. Be sure to share this budget episode. I am sure some of your dear friends would be grateful to learn a little bit more about budgeting. And then don't forget to go download that free budget form at abigailgazza.com or michelleschween.com or heartsunleashed.com on the blog for this episode. So plenty of places to find it. You guys, there are plenty of places to get support. So thank you for tuning into this support on the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. We love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts. Hearts Unleashed.